0: Welcome to Anime Chat. It's the show where Oyashiro-sama is going to curse you. Hey, tuku No, 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 no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Welcome to Anime Chat. It's the show where I, Sophia, bring on a guest every week to talk about a new and interesting anime. And today we're going to do another special episode. We're going to be doing Fanime. So I have brought on a very special and very difficult guest <laughs> to talk about a show we both know and love, Higarashi no Koro ni How do I describe the show? First of all, you can call it When They Cry, that's the English translation, but a more appropriate translation is When the Cicadas Cry. And it's one of the reasons why when I hear cicada noises, I sort of freak out because I remember this show because they use it all the time. But what is the show about? So there's this guy named Mai Barakeichi, He is a young child. Well, you're like a preteen. teen, Teen. 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 And he moves to a small village called Hinamizawa with his parents. There he meets some really cool new friends and everything is going swimmingly. Well, it doesn't. All of a sudden, could his new friends be serial murderers? I don't know, probably, because that's what the show's about, but the show will trick you. It's confusing, it's a mystery, it's a crazy kooky conundrum, and please, please, please watch it. But before we can get into all that fun discussing, I'm going to have to take a quick break, because I need to process how the rest of the show is going to go, but I'll see you right after, okay? Bye. Come back, my beautiful, beautiful people. I have the very distinct privilege and also apprehension of introducing my very special guest. Uh, They are a very wonderful iRacer. They race in the IndyCar series. There's a particular series called Lionheart. iRacing is an online racing game that is the most realistic racing game on the market, and he is very, very, very good at it. He is um the love of my life and also lives to torment me. Please welcome my fiance, Andrew!
1: Thank you, Sophia. Glad to be here. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for coming. Now, Andrew, as is custom on Anime Chat, we drink sakes. So if you want to grab yours, and we'll do a three, two, one, kumpi. So three, two, one, 1, Hmm. This is either going to be amazing or a terrible mistake, and we won't know till the end. So oh, you better tune in. I think in. we know. I think we know. <laughs> I think we know. Before we get started, though, guys, I do want to do a quick disclaimer. This show is kind of really hard to talk about without spoiling at least some stuff. So we'll we'll try to stay away from the major spoilers, but we will delve into some of the minor ones. So if you don't want to get spoiled, maybe shelf this for now and then watch it after you've watched the whole series. But for now, we're going to get into it because Higurashi no Naku Andrew... First of all, it feels so weird to interview him. By the way, <laughs> it feels so weird to talk to you like this because I live with you. Focus. Focus. Hi. Hello. Hi. 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 I love you. Um, Andrew, why don't you tell everyone what your history with anime is?
1: Um, it's not really very extensive, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I started out pretty much like any kid watching just the staples in North America, like uh. Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, that type of thing. Um, and never really watched it anymore um, until I met you. And then you introduced me. This was actually the first anime that you really very introduced me anime. to. first
0: anime! Which
1: this anime is very much not like Pokemon. <laughs> um, this is
0: not your traditional, like, first anime that you show someone, by no. the way. <laughs> not at all.
1: Um, But it is, like, it, it's very well written and it, it's very... um graphic at points as well absolutely um but um it, it's a very cerebral anime um and, and that's sort of what drew me to it um and what made me want to keep watching it um after you showed it to me and um then we watched a few a few other ones um what was the the one with the the games
0: oh uh, we watched no game no life which no game, jake no life, loved yeah. please go watch that episode now it is on youtube and we also watched Steins Gate. Yes, we which did. Which you also really enjoyed. Yes. And we watched... The,
1: the main character of Steins Gate is ridiculous, by the way.
0: But... <laughs> I am med scientist. Is so cool. Son of a Voiced by the emitable, the wonderful Miyano Mamoru, who I am in love with. Um, But yeah, we've, we've watched a couple anime together. I mean, yeah. we haven't watched a lot because Andrew has very specific taste. We also watched Erased, which you thought was okay till the end. Yes. And then yeah. we, we watched...
1: Er, Erased was... I don't like the
0: end of that. No, no one does. None of the fans do. Hi, if you're a fan of a race, please talk to me because the ending is weird. Um, And we watched Mirai Nikki, which you don't remember for good reason because it's just not very good. Future Diary, the one with the whiny protagonist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There we go. So, yeah, I I got you into anime a little bit, at least with Higurashi, and it's something that you enjoyed so much that we've we've rewatched it together. Absolutely. I think this is actually our third rewatch or second for you.
1: So um, this is so we like restarted it and we never refinished it, and then now we've restarted it again, and yeah, we're actually going to watch it to the finish.
0: That so. is true, yeah, because there's a brand new series of Higurashi that I really want to watch, but Andrew found out there was a brand new series of Higurashi, and he and said,
1: she doesn't get to watch it without me.
0: Yeah, he said you can't watch it without me. So I've been very good. I have not watched it, even though my best friend keeps telling me it's the best thing ever. So. We need to get through our rewatches because we're only talking about the first season today, guys. There are two seasons of OG Higurashi plus some OVAs. Only a couple of them are actually relevant to the story. But um, yeah, this first season of Higurashi, what a freaking banger of a show. Yeah, I mean, it opens up strong and then it keeps going. And I want to talk a little bit about how it's structured.
1: Yeah, because I think that's really what, um, what keeps the show so fresh is because this show isn't your typical linear story. Not at all. It's, like, basically you have these arcs, and then suddenly after the arc ends, it just resets back to something close to the beginning, but it's not the same quite.
0: It's not. For for purposes of our conversation, because we're not going to get to season two talk, these are these are arcs and it's a self-completing story in a way that sometimes those stories can bleed into other stories yeah it's very confusing if you don't if you watch season two it makes total and complete sense
1: yeah season two is like explaining all yeah. of season one and what happens
0: absolutely but
1: when you're watching season one basically what you see is is a, a, a few instances of people slowly losing their money <laughs> yeah and, yeah, and sometimes it's do. one character, sometimes it's more than one character yeah. starting to lose their mind. And, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, it, it's sort of like a psychological exploration into what people uh, can do if they're pushed to their utmost. Yeah. And that's what's so interesting about the show, is they're all pushed in similar ways, but the way they react is very different.
1: Well, it's different, but it's not as well. Like, it starts out different, but it converges towards the same. Hmm. Right? So, so like you see in the beginning when they're starting to to feel the stress that it is like like each reacts to that stress in a typical way but then as more and more stress piles on them they sort of converge into this one way of of dealing with that stress and that particular way tends to be destructive
0: that's true honestly the show is not for the faint-hearted um there's a lot there's I saw on Reddit, I was going through our anime, and someone had said, because Higurashi does have the tag of horror, but someone said, Higurashi isn't a horror, it's a drama mystery. What do you think about that?
1: I wouldn't... I would say it's more of a thriller, if anything.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: Maybe a mystery thriller.
0: Oh, I see. Um,
1: I, I don't think it's really a drama, to be quite honest. I don't think there's much dramatic to it. I think that it's more... Yeah, a, a thriller. I
0: think the drama comes from the interactions between the characters and, like, what happens when they're either under stress or they're observing someone under stress and all the things that are happening around them. I think that's where they get the drama from. Because, like, well, but I, like they get mad but, at each other, they get sad at each other. But
1: for me, that's covered by mystery, right? The the yeah. mystery, like, like because each arc is basically the character, the main character of that arc trying to figure out what's going on. Yes. So it, it's like... It's it's a first person mystery for me. I see. Okay. Um, so I wouldn't say it's a drama mystery. I would say it's a thriller mystery because it has that those elements of a thriller: the slashers, the the jump scares, Absolutely. that type of thing.
0: That's interesting. But I think we can both agree that if you were thinking of the genre horror, this is not the first thing that you would think of.
1: No, but it's not the last either.
0: No, it's. I mean, it makes sense that it goes under the horror yeah, umbrella, per-
1: particularly with some of the more gruesome elements, and, and, and as well as some of especially the stuff that gets introduced later on in the first season you see where more of the horror aspect comes in absolutely it it becomes like at the beginning you 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 really feel like there's this in universe well not just in universe but in world explanation for what's going on you really feel like even if the characters think oh, there might be something supernatural going on in your mind, you you really don't think so. But then as the, the season sort of goes on, you're like, well, maybe it's actually something a And they a sort of leave more... you
0: hanging on that edge of like, is it supernatural? Is yeah. it something logical? Like, we don't know.
1: And, and the writers do a very good job of keeping you on that edge for most of the series.
0: Oh, absolutely. Because Higurashi is based on a visual novel. And I don't know if you know what a visual novel is. But it's basically like a point-and-click game where you sort of make choices. Like they'll have characters. It, it's pop a up.
1: sophisticated choose your own adventure. It's basically
0: that exactly, and so you can tell when you're watching the show that that's sort of the origin of it because it is very much like pick this route, pick this route, pick this route, and I think that's how they came up with this arc situation for the anime. Yeah, because it's very similar to the game. I actually had a question for you about that. So I already know there's a visual novel, but like, would j- what would you think if they made a Higurashi video game where like you went around maybe as like Keiichi? trying to solve all the things and it was more of like a, uh, a normal video game experience where like you, you guide him along and you try to...
1: See, I don't know if that would work. Yeah. Because the thing about it is, the, one of the reasons why Higarashi is so cool is because the world does reset.
0: Hmm. And
1: in a video game setting, that would be incredibly frustrating.
0: Uh, Zelda Majora's Mask.
1: Yeah, but that's one out of a whole bunch of, of but things. There's, but
0: there's a precedent.
1: There is one. Everybody gets one. <laughs>
0: Everyone in chat, start listing video games that have resetting in them, please. <laughs>
1: no, well, resetting where you don't find it annoying. Yeah. Okay. Where do you have to do similar but slightly yeah, no. different things over and over Majora's and over Mask again? Mask is
0: super annoying. It's very fun. Super annoying. I'll 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 die on that hill, guys. It's so fun. I hate that it resets. Yeah. But I see what you're talking about.
1: So so to me, I, I almost think that like a story setting is the right place for this universe. I think that it it's nice in either that visual novel type where you're choosing your own adventure or or in that um in in that storytelling of TV anime series.
0: Absolutely. And in that sort of vein What's really cool about this show is that it does, and you sort of touched on this earlier, is that it sets itself up so that the arcs are either question arcs or they're answer arcs. Yeah. Now, what is your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, so basically, we, sh- we should elaborate a little bit more because we haven't given them a lot of details. We have
0: this. not given you any um, details. So, Hi, <laughs> welcome to my show. So
1: basically, what goes on is, <laughs> like, like can't, we can give them some details without spoiling too much, right? Yeah,
0: we're going to try to not say what the endings of each arcs are, but we are going to spoil maybe a tiny bit, but it's impossible to talk about without spoiling, guys. But,
1: but like, like, so before we get into the question and answer, I think probably it's a better idea to just go through the basics of the starting episode, at least.
0: Absolutely, let's do it.
1: So, it starts out, basically, in this small, rural town in Japan called...
0: Hinamizawa. That's the one. I got I got you for Japanese Yes. Yeah
1: don't worry um and like like you get the the feeling that it really is a very small community like no more than a hundred people
0: no it, it's I, it's um, i think it's like a thousand people but it's, but it's super tiny guys super tiny w-
1: whatever yeah. like like hundred a 1, thousand whatever you yeah. want to say There, there's certainly no more than that yeah. and um basically it starts out and you're like oh there's just these normal kids playing normal games maybe a little bit more competitive than the normal people but um there's why don't you go through the the characters
0: absolutely so we have our five main characters we have Mai barakechi who moves into hinomizawa he is the new guy then we have uh uh satako hojo and she is um a little blonde girl She's. She likes to make fun of him. She, that's her thing. She's like, ha 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 ha. I mean, they I'm all the, make fun of I'm each other. I'm the Trap other, but... Master. I don't like her that much. She's my least favorite character. I'll put that out there right now. Then we have Ryugu Reina, and then we have uh, Mion Sonozaki, and we have Furudei Rika, right? I'm pretty sure I'm mixing up the order of their first and last names, but you'll get the gist, okay? It's fine. Um, and those are the people that he meets when he first comes to Hinamizawa. They're the people that become his friends, and they're the people that start to turn on him in the first arc.
1: Well, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, though. A tiny bit. So, they basically have formed this club.
0: Yes, an after-school where, club. An
1: after-school club where they play games, and then after the games, the loser gets put through a punishment round.
0: Yeah, in Japan it's called Batsu Game, which is punishment game. They do it all the time. Um... When celebrities are trying to like promote their TV shows, movies, stuff like that, even like voice actors, they go on those Japanese TV shows, and all the time they make them do these like Batsu games. So whoever loses the game has to do something embarrassing, something gross, something painful.
1: To, to be fair, I'm not sure how different that is from just the normal games that they do before the Batsu games.
0: But... <laughs> no, no, no. Bats, it, whoever loses has to do the bad thing.
1: No, no I know, but I'm just saying that, that the normal games where there is they haven't determined the winners or losers yet, are also pretty strange.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Um, but anyways, uh, so the point is that, like, they have this fairly competitive club, and, and that's where you start to sort of notice, like, the stress starting to come out in the characters, even at that point. Yeah. Is, like, in, in those competitive environments.
0: And they're all super competitive. These yeah. kids are all super competitive. It's Mion that set up this after-school sort of club. For them to just basically like fuck around and play games. But they're really, really into it. Yeah. And so he manages to get himself into this group pretty seamlessly, I would say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is that sort of hint that, like, okay, they take this sort of thing very seriously. What else are they gonna take very seriously? Or like they like this sort of aspect of a game. Mm-hmm. How far are they gonna take that aspect of the game? And it's uh yeah. I think Higurashi does a really good job on balancing its light and dark moments, and especially the first episode. I mean, we the very first scene of the first episode is dark as fuck. I mean, yeah. we see we see basically murder. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's spoiling anything. That's like the first five seconds of the show, okay? But then we go to, like, happy little kids, having fun, playing together, being like, ha, 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 let's play Old Maid together. Oh, Keiichi lost. We're going to draw on his face now. So I think that sort of juxtaposition between like lighthearted haha and like really, really deep, heavy, dark stuff is what makes this show so great. Yeah. And I think they choose the right moments to do the levity and the right moments to do the dark and devastating. So um, that is, uh, I do want to talk about uh, the characters, Mm -hmm. I just brought them up. I want to know who's your favorite character. It doesn't have to be of the main five. It has to be in season one though. 'Cause you know my main my favorite character is not is not in season one.
1: Um I would say um
0: Insert Jeopardy music here. Dude It's tough doo, doo, because
1: so there so I'm actually gonna say that there are two. Okay. So K is one. Yeah, okay. Um and then um
0: just description and all Shrine Maiden. Yeah, Rika.
1: Rika, yeah. Yeah, so Rika is the other one. Absolutely. So, so Keiichi I like because, um, he like he's not your typical male protagonist.
0: No, he's not, is he?
1: Like he he's very much in touch with his sensitive side, and you get that even even in his own art, which is the first art that you get. I to.
0: love that about him. He
1: he's very in touch with himself, and even as he's as. He slowly descends into madness mm-hmm. you You still see how in touch he is with himself,
0: yeah
1: um which is a very interesting character to to have, especially as as sort of the first character that you meet and then um Rika as the shrine maiden and
0: Nippa! yeah she she is <laughs> extremely
1: cute um and and is, and is just all around like this very sunny person, but then. Like, you know through certain phrases that she says and certain things that she says that she's wise beyond her years and that she knows a lot more that, that she's letting on. There
0: is a vocal change in her voice that happens sometimes. And you're like, whoa, what's happening here? Because yeah. this, this is not what a small child would say. And I totally agree with those choices. I think mine, or definitely Rika. I love Rika. I think she's so fun. I like how she just tries to make everything light and she 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 really does her best to make sure when the group is fighting, like, she's sort of the person being like, let's not fight. Let's just be friends again. Mm-hmm. Let's not worry about things. Um, and then I also, and it was during this rewatch that I was doing with you, I fell in love with Raina again. Mm-hmm. I do think she is the smartest person in the show, which is so funny because they bill Keiichi as a literal genius. I think she's smarter.
1: See, I disagree.
0: Oh, why is that?
1: so i I act well first of all, because I, I actually think that Rika is probably the smartest person out of okay, all. okay,
0: but we can't th- that she doesn't count <laughs> uh,
1: uh, she's making things up as as she goes by the way um, but <laughs> she totally counts, she's one of the five she counts, yep,
0: yeah, there's reasons why she's smart there's, there's reasons why
1: everyone's smart, yeah,
0: okay, fine, fine, all right, you can say Rika first, fine,
1: but um, so like. Reina's intelligent but she's not emotionally intelligent at all. No. She's very immature emotionally. So like for me to say that she's intelligent like yeah, she's she's book smart. Mm-hmm. She she understands things, but she doesn't understand emotion whatsoever. I think that, and that that's what separates because Keiichi under is book smart. He he might not be quite as book smart, but he's far more emotionally intelligent than Reina.
0: I totally agree with that. I think the problem is is the show sort of, sort of sets up that Keiichi is the genius, because they say that he's had tests and stuff done, and usually when they're testing for genius, they're not testing for emotional intelligence. That's usually just intellectual intelligence. Am I wrong here?
1: Um, well, in terms of the saying testing for, like, they wouldn't be testing for emotional genius, no, but, that, like, but that's not to say that that doesn't factor in to oh, society's
0: okay. Okay. impression
1: of you. Like, there are plenty of people who are incredibly smart, but are not successful. Yes. So, it like, for me, there's a difference between being a leader and being intelligent. Like, you can be very incredibly stupid and still be an excellent leader if you know what you're doing in terms of your leadership qualities.
0: That's true. I'll give you that. Because I will say, I agree with you, that Reyna does not have the emotional intelligence that Keiichi has, by far.
1: And Keiichi, despite being the new kid on the block, very quickly you see that he's the real leader of that group
0: absolutely and he's he's one of the people his whole role it seems is to build everyone up yeah he's the one that comes to them with like the pep talks like that hey i know things are bad right now but things are going to get better and we're going to work on this as a team we're, we're a group of friends we're here well, for each other
1: and that's because he understands yeah the emotional side of things and the power of being in control of not only yourself but the whole situation
0: whereas i would say that reina is more like she can strategize better than he can cuz i think a lot of his mm. strategies in the show are not as good as hers i find i find her <laughs> so hers- i
1: so i think that that well, what what does is he when when he's doing like strategies in the games i'm talking so i'm talking about the games that they play sure sure um because i think that some of Reina's strategies in the actual storyline are really bad <gasps>
0: Yes, no, get into that more no.
1: I, i'm I'm finishing my thought first,
0: okay, um,
1: but so I think what Keiichi does is he has a profound sense of fairness, yes, um that that you... often gets in the way of doing what would be strategically the best thing for him to do in a in a certain game.
0: I think that's what you relate to Keiichi yeah. with so much is your profound sense of fairness, yeah, yeah,
1: for sure um but Reina, she. Is able to sort of switch off the emotion because she's not as connected to her emotion, and she doesn't have that quite that sense of fairness. She's willing to be a little bit duplicitous in Absolutely. order to get ahead, and that's what gives her a strategic edge in certain situations. But in other situations, it completely turns around and backfires on her.
0: That is true. Okay, that leads into my second question: Which of the Higurashi kids would you least want to go up against?
1: Would I least want to go up against? Yeah. Um. Probably. So- Satoko because I would be annoyed at her for the entire time that no, I was. No, no, no. That's
0: what I was him. saying. I was saying like you guys are in a life or death situation. Which one is the one that you're like, ah, oh, I don't want to do with? Like this is mm-hmm. the this is the. Oh, so
1: so like they were about to kill me.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Um, that's tough. It is tough. Um,
0: I can go first if you want. To probably, to probably,
1: Reina. Yeah. because because I don't count on her to play fair.
0: No, I don't think she does fair.
1: Mion, I wouldn't count on to play fair either, but she's not as.
0: I actually think Mion plays pretty damn fair
1: most of the time. Like I, but I wouldn't count on
0: her. Yeah, it's more her sister um, that doesn't
1: play fair. Yeah, but Meon in particular, like she isn't. She's she's actually probably the person I would want to go up against the most because she thinks too much of herself. Really? And her abilities in most games, uh, and that's what her downfall is in most
0: games. Interesting. And you're still talking more like the childish games that they're playing yeah.
1: for the most part. Okay. Well, but
0: yeah, but in a life or death situation, see, I think I would least like to go up against Reyna because I think that she has a sort of cold, calculating way about her. So what I just said. Yeah, I know. I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with him. See, look at <laughs> me agreeing. This is this is this is what yeah, a good just, relationship
1: just looks. F- like. Just phrasing it as not agreeing. <laughs> is a different thing. But it wasn't.
0: It wasn't. <laughs> ah, that's fair, though. Who's am sorry about that. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, who's your least favorite, then?
1: Um, Actually, it's probably Raina. It's my least favorite. What? Yeah.
0: Raina? Yep. But she's so cool. She has a hatchet. She goes looking in junkyards yeah, but for she's giant statues. so
1: annoying, especially in the early episodes.
0: Oh, which I mean. <laughs> she's cute though
1: all of them are cute they're kids they're like what like 13 or 14 or 15
0: for sure yeah like
1: like, they're all supposed to be really cute kids that's part of the show is they're supposed to be cute kids who you never would suspect would do any of the things that they do on the show
0: that's the thing I'm pretty sure Rika and Satoko are a lot younger than the rest of them because it's such a small town that their classroom (laughs) is together because there's just not enough teachers and stuff and there's not enough kids
1: it's like a two room school or a yeah. four room school. It's it's one of very, those where where, like, yeah. it's not separated by grades for sure. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. I would say I would definitely say Reina is my least favorite.
0: That's crazy. See, I hate Satsuko. Oh, think, I know you. Really. I think she's whiny. I think she's annoying. I get it. She's a young kid. I get it. She's had some traumatic stuff happen. Her brother went missing, and he was like the center of her universe. And the person that lives with her is a shitty, abusive asshole, but I can still dislike her. (laughs) Yeah, but,
1: see, like, for me, Sadako has justification for the way she is. Reina has no justification for the way she is.
0: Yeah. She
1: just is that way. Like, so that is her pure personality. It's not shaped by all of these things.
0: true. I would not want to run into Reina in a dark alley. No. That would be terrifying. (laughs) I mean, uh... Yeah, cuz like her everyone kind of has their own weapon in this show. Um and Reina's is a hatchet and it's just it's so badass, you guys. She's so cool. I'm sorry. I really like her. I like her more during this rewatch than I liked her previously, which is so weird that you're like she's my least favorite.
1: She get so she does get better in the later episodes of the season. Absolutely. I will give her that. Um but particularly in the first few episodes. I can see that. She is
0: because yeah, she's all like, Hi, I'm Rina. I'm cute. I want to take cute things home. Like, her whole catchphrase is, which means, like, I want to take it home. Which, like, she's the girl with the catchphrase, right? Yeah. So everyone's like, Okay, she's just the cute, innocent girl with the catchphrase. Like, you don't have to worry about her, but you do have to worry about
1: her. Well, you have to worry about everyone. You have to in the worry show.
0: about literally everyone in this show. But not
1: in every art.
0: No. And that's what's so cool about the show, is that in a way, like, Everything resets, but then it doesn't reset because your information from previous arcs is still in comes in handy in other arcs. It's just not necessarily well. Some of the information
1: does, some of the information doesn't. But what I think is really cool about that fact is you can't fall too in love with any character.
0: No, you cannot
1: because you know that. Like, at some point in time, you're going to see the character that you love do something terrible.
0: Do something terrible or have something terrible done to
1: them. Yeah. Absolutely. Or both.
0: Or both. Yeah. (laughs) Why not both? Why not both? Remember that taco meme? No? Anyone? Okay. just me. Ah, I'm cool. I'm hip. I use memes. Hello. Hi. (laughs) I have broken Andrew. I'm so sorry, (laughs) chat. I didn't mean to. (laughs) Um, Moving on. Moving on. Uh, so we have so there's six different arcs in the first series. And there's one I want to talk about briefly because it's the shortest arc, and it's the one that you think isn't going to mean anything. Because it's <clears> there's <throat> two episodes. There's, there's this guy, he's a detective from Tokyo, he comes into Hinamizawa because there is an official's uh grandson who goes well, missing. It,
1: but first of all, this is the only one that's set a little bit earlier
0: set five years before every other arc so
1: every other arc it starts with the four or the five kids all in... all
0: the arcs start in june of 19 i say yeah. <laughs> yeah something like that um but this one starts earlier than that
1: but yes yeah, so, so i like i never got the impression that this was an unimportant arc because as soon as you you know like as soon as you see oh wait we're starting somewhere different this time you mm-hmm. know it's going to be important Yes. And then when you start watching it, you, you see, okay, so now this is where you see there there's more to this than what we've seen so far. Oh, it, absolutely. At this point.
0: But what's cool about it is it introduces a new character, which usually, can, like in a show like this, introducing a new character that late, you're like, why would I care about this guy? But they make us care about him yeah. almost oh, yeah. immediately. So it's this guy, his name is Akasaka. He comes from Tokyo. He is a detective from Tokyo. And there is an official in Tokyo whose grandson has been kidnapped. And this official in Tokyo, the whole reason this whole thing happens, and this is a big plot point for the entire series, is that people want to make a dam where Hinamizawa is. And that would mean that all the residents of Hinamizawa are now displaced, right? Yeah. So
1: Basically flood the valley.
0: Yeah, they just they want to get rid of it. But the problem is, is some of the residents of Hinamizawa are like, kind of in the yakuza or have their own yakuza like families AKA yeah, I, I, don't, mafia. I, I, don't, I don't
1: i don't think they're actually in
0: no no they it's it's implied.
1: i think what it what it is is that like they just have run the valley like it's 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 that it's that situation where there have been like i've been in this house for seven generations type of thing except for it's not just one mm-hmm. person it's three families
0: and i don't think they're saying that it is the yakuza they're just saying it's a yakuza like thing it's saying like it's like the mafia <laughs> hmm. well because they control the town
1: yeah i i still disagree with that
0: well okay but it's, it's how it goes okay so their grandson got kidnapped because this a politician was for the dam and so they kidnapped this guy's grandson and this detective comes in from tokyo to Hanamizawa, and he meets rika And you think it's going to be like an insignificant encounter. She's a very, very small child at that point. And she's just being all cute and going, me! And like all adorable and stuff. And then all of a sudden, (laughs) she tells him, you need to go home because bad shit's going to happen. And guess what he doesn't do?
1: Go home! There
0: we go! (laughs) And bad shit does happen. But it's so interesting that these events from five years before really shaped what is going to happen to the story that we already know at this point.
1: Well, but it's also interesting how, because you've already, by this point, experienced um, what is it, three or four arcs?
0: I want to say four at least.
1: Um, but so, so you know stuff about Rika, like the fact that she's the shrine maiden, so mm-hmm. she she's basically a priestess, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's supposedly in touch with, with this deity and stuff like that, so you knowing that and watching her give these warnings to this person, yeah. that gives you the feeling that she's right, but you also are watching him going like, who the hell is this little girl?
0: Yeah. The show does a really good job at giving information to the viewer that it doesn't give to its characters. Yeah. And so it's a really... It is kind of like watching a play at sometimes, because you have all this information that you know they don't have. Yeah. And it makes it so... Uh, you're on the edge of your seat the whole time because you're like, wait, I know that this is a thing, but they don't know that this is a thing. And all of a sudden, they're coming across the thing and it's like, ah! Yeah,
1: and but then there's just enough of because it's different arcs, it's like, wait, do I know this from this arc or a different arc? Exactly. And And does it still apply?
0: Exactly.
1: So e- even you can't be too sure of yourself. No one can, and no one in the show or watching the show should be too sure of themselves.
0: No, I completely agree. And that's what's so great about this show is it like, you... You think that you know what's happening. And then the show is like, ha <laughs> JK, no, we're going to flip that on its head. You have no idea what's happening. We're going to give you a new information. And that's why the question answer arcs are so cool. Because the reason they phrase them as question answer arcs is because they're like, here, we want you to question these things. We're going to give you a bunch of things that we're not going to give you answers for. And then you're going to be like, well, what, what happened here? And then they're like, okay, but now we're going to give you an arc. Where all the missing stuff from that arc is revealed. And it's so cool. And I love stuff like that.
1: But so I wouldn't even say that it's completely revealed, though, either. I would say that some of it is, is definitely, like some of it is revealed, but some of it is just the, the perspective has changed.
0: That's true. And I, I, okay, you got into another part of what I love about the show. I love the perspective changes. Yeah. Because we get a lot from Keiichi, because he's our main guy. We get a lot of episodes where he's the, the main character. But sometimes we get a perspective change and we get someone else. And then we're watching the same thing that we saw with Keichi. Mm-hmm. But since it's someone else, we're like, oh shit, that's completely different than what I thought it was. Yeah. This explains so much.
1: Yeah, and like for me, I think that the coolest part about that isn't even with the plot, it's it's watching the character interactions because what it what that really does is it gives you And the writers do a great job of giving you a sense of what each character thinks about the other people. Yes. So, like, part of the reason why you are so certain that Keiichi has this emotional intelligence is because not only do you get it from his perspective in his art, but you get it from other characters' perspectives Mm. in their art. And and you see, like, how they see him. Especially
0: how the adults see him. Because each of the adults has their own opinion, like, preconceived notions of him. And a lot of them are just like, this is a smart
1: kid. Well, but but even his friends, like Reina or Mion or or Shion or any of them, mm-hmm. they're not going to each other. They're going to Keiichi for emotional advice. It's true. And, and it's like, so, you, like, you know, like, not only because he's saying that they've come to me, mm-hmm. you know, because they've told you that they're going to him. Yeah. So it's it's that, like, confirmation, but then there are other aspects of the story that don't get confirmed going both ways, necessarily.
0: That's true, and then a lot of that does get confirmed in the second season, which is really (laughs) nice. I just, I like a show that it's like, here's one perspective. I'm gonna show you a different perspective way down the line so that you're sort of like, wait, there was holes in this first one, but that's what the second perspective is for. Yeah,
1: it reminds me of this movie that we watched in drama school in high school. Um called uh Vantage Point. Oh yeah. Um where like there was this fake or well not fake but like in the movie it was about this bombing at the Vatican.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there was all these different players and actors in it. Mm-hmm. And and this is set up in a similar way except for it's not the same event going on. It's slightly different events going on in each reality.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Honestly, it's such it's a strong strong point to this anime. Um uh, we can talk about one of the weaker points of this anime which is the animation itself. To be fair, this came out in like 2006. It's older. Studio Dean is the one that did it. They are not known for like the best shows. They've done a lot of really great stuff, but that's not their thing, right? Yeah. Um I think they did an admirable job.
1: So I think for the most part they did they actually did a really good job on the animation. There the problem is that they go really i would say cartoony i know what you're talking about at certain points and it jars you out of the reality for a second
0: are you talking about the chibi (laughs) moments when they're like being cute and stuff or like when they're trying to show like anger in someone's faces like both
1: Both. because the coolest part for me about the animation is that they do a great job of creating this atmosphere Mm -hmm. like like everything is sun drenched and sun soaked and you really get this like heat of the summer um and then the cicadas in the background (gasps) making their noises stop like like you really get the this atmosphere and then suddenly you get jarred out of it for a second and then you're right back into it but that jarring out of it really takes away from the whole experience for me i see so so that's to me the biggest downfall the actual animation itself and Like, it might not be the highest quality, but it doesn't matter, because it does a good job of creating that atmosphere, and that's the most important part, is the atmosphere. Because without the atmosphere, Mm -hmm. all of the the psychological stuff wouldn't take place.
0: Absolutely. And I am really excited to see how the newest studio, because it's a different studio that's doing this new season, called Studio Passion. They are also not really well known for a lot of projects. Um... But I'm excited to see how they take their twist on the characters because I've seen what their character designs look like, and it's definitely different from what Dean did. I just want to see what it looks like in motion, in action, in those really emotional beats that the show desperately needs. And that's why the show is so powerful because those emotional beats are really well done. Yeah. We do have like moments where, like, this is clear, this had to be a failing on the director's part, on the animation director's part. Someone screwed up down the line, because there's a scene where uh, someone's shaking a ladder, and she is, her her uh, character in the show looks like she's screaming based on like the mouth flaps and stuff like that, because her, her face is going all contorted. But they made the voice actress do it all level <clears throat> and very monotone, and so it just looks weird. But if That's my only real complaint about the show. I think the show's doing pretty good for itself, you know?
1: Well, and and it shows how, what, 20, or not quite 20, but 15 years later, they come out with a sequel because there's been so much demand. A sequel. Yeah.
0: They advertised it as a reboot, but in typical Higurashi fashion. It was like a, fuck you, (laughs) we lied.
1: Well, but to be (laughs) fair, how do you reboot something that reboots itself?
0: oh no i didn't think about it that way that's very interesting maybe more people should have thought of that no i never thought of it that way because
1: like honestly it's almost as if each arc is is a separate reality absolutely so so like it's got a built-in reboot function on it it does but once the story gets concluded, how do you reboot something that has that self-rebooting without rebooting it?
0: The thing is, the story doesn't get concluded, because it is it, based it, on the visual novel, and there is miles of visual novel that haven't been covered.
1: Yeah. Obviously. But, yeah. but at the same time, like, you, you understand what I'm saying. Like, like totally, yeah. The, the story around this part of it is mm-hmm. satisfactory conclude, satisfactorily concluded.
0: I agree, honestly. When-
1: by, by the end of season two. Not in season one. Season one, you're, you're like, eh... Like it's an If ending, you ended it
0: season one, I'd be like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> how? How could? And I even made the mistake. We were rewatching it and I thought we were at the last episode. And it turns out, no, we'd missed one. And so. we. Oh, I,
1: And I thought we and did. And he
0: thought we did, too. I was like, I don't remember it ending here, but I'm pretty sure this is the last one. <laughs> no, because like you need to watch the second season.
1: Yeah. You but, have to. But to be fair. They also didn't necessarily end it on much of a cliffhanger. Like, no. like they basically said...
0: Mm, but that's what the OVAs are for. Hmm? I don't know if I ever showed you the OVAs. <sighs> I have no idea what. Uh, so there's, like, little extra episodes that yeah. they release, um, and some of them are just, like, silly ones. I think I did show you one. There was one where they're all in the pool together, and he has, like, a a bathing suit that's, like, a like an uh, elephant's trunk oh, as yeah, a Speedo. Think... Yeah, yeah. But there's one of those that's actually very vital to the plot. Mm-hmm. I forget which one it is. And that does set up for, like, maybe there's more.
1: Well, and they did a little bit at the end, too. Like, mm-hmm. like being like, this is a satisfactory explanation, but there's more to it, obviously. Yes.
0: And Higurashi, and I've told you this before, because you haven't watched it, there is another franchise called Umineko no Koro ni, which means when the seagulls cry, and that one directly correlates with Higurashi. They definitely meet, and I have been told by a very reliable source, A.K.A. my best friend Taylor, that that is definitely addressed in the new seasons of Higurashi. Um, but I have seen the original Umika koro ni anime. Everyone hates it. I think it's not the worst thing in the world, but to be fair, it was very early on in my anime watching career. Um, but there is definite crossover there, mm-hmm. so there is the potential that they might reboot Umineko at the same time, which would be really cool because then we could get the full whole story because it's worlds colliding in ways. It's basically like, it's almost like gods playing chess with each other is what Higurashi is. And it's so confusing and so weird, but you're sort of, even when you watch all of Higurashi, you're still missing that part of the story that is Umineko's. I'm hoping, I'm hoping... Cause I would love you to watch that, but I won't make you watch the original because it's bad. It's just bad. It's bad. I don't know what they were thinking. I enjoyed it. I thought the character designs were fun. But apparently character designs can't save a show. But uh, yeah, Higurashi is just like... It's so hard to tell someone what it's about.
1: Yeah, it's not a show that you can like give a quick... Even, like, a five-minute synopsis and do it any form of
0: justice. No, because, like, if you're like, hey, you should watch Game of Thrones, you'd be like, oh, it's a bunch of people, they and want, they want this throne. I've never I
1: mean, Game of Thrones is a bad example. I've
0: never games. seen Game of Thrones.
1: And you can tell by that example. <laughs> um, no, I would say, like, it's, it's more like Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, Pokemon, you can say there's this kid who sets off on a journey, hmm. and he has to catch these pocket monsters.
0: Yes, absolutely. Like,
1: easy, nice synopsis. In Higurashi, it's like okay, so so there are these five people, and then one of them goes crazy. But then, did they really? Because then it goes back, yeah, and then resets. and and then <laughs> you're like, well, but one of them's a shrine priestess, and then the other one, you're not sure what she is for a while. Yeah, and then and are there and then, two oh, of one of them? Yeah, what yeah. So, suddenly, a twin comes in, <laughs> and and like already, you're just like like, like that. That's why, like, even also, even today, yeah. we've tried to give some synopsis of it but it's almost impossible to give synopsises without actually giving too much away
0: it's actually impossible is it demons is it aliens is it parasites is it like curse like yeah who knows
1: or is it just the family
0: or is it just the families like is it like that's the whole beauty of higurashi is especially in the first season you're left needing to know a lot more
1: yeah and the cool thing is like each arc it it's like the same thing is happening but a different explanation yeah. happens so so like one one arc you're like i'm 100% it's the Sunuzaki family that's doing it
0: absolutely and then
1: another arc you're like okay maybe it's not that
0: maybe it's demons
1: yeah maybe it's actual demons maybe it's
0: demons
1: like or or maybe it's parasites
0: mm-hmm. um, or aliens Reina seems uh, very rina seems very one of the reasons that, that i don't like it. <laughs>
1: One of the reasons I don't think Raina is as smart as you think she is is because she's like aliens. She was in the throes. Nev- it's never aliens. She was in the
0: throes of psychosis at that okay. point.
1: There's there's a rule in science. It's never aliens. There was maggots it's coming nev-
0: out of her at that point. Okay, we can't. okay.
1: So she had literal parasites falling out of her, and she thinks it's aliens.
0: <laughs> she's she goes through it. Every but everyone in the show goes through it, which yeah. is nice because usually like if you have a show like this, some people get the brunt of it and some people don't, but I'm pretty sure everyone in the show suffers in some way or another, in some arc or another. And there's some people that suffer a bit less, but I would say overall... Um, I don't
1: actually think that me, like...
0: I will tell you right now, one of our five mains never goes crazy and it's not the one you think about. I looked that shit up because I was like, What really? Yeah, absolutely.
1: No, I I think I know who it is. Uh Um, but but anyways, but the point is like, because there's two types of suffering. There's the, the there's the suffering of going mad, and there's the suffering endured. And inflicted upon the people who the the person's going mad
0: i would i would go even further i'd say there's three types of suffering there's the suffering of going mad there's the physical suffering and then there's the psychological suffering that people put other
1: people's yeah
0: yeah like there's a hi if you want hey, hi give me two seconds hello are you looking for a show that involves a lot of suffering do you think that hey the things that I'm watching these days, don't torture enough small children. Well, have I got the show for you. Higurashi no Naku Coming to your computer, probably by a uh, legal site. Because I don't think it's on Crunchyroll.
1: <laughs> also with water balloon fights. Also
0: with water balloon fights. <laughs> uh, they do water balloon fights. They also do like the uh, water gun fight. Yeah, they and, play Mahjong. Um, they play Mahjong. They play Old Maid. They play... Um, I still think of Higurashi. What, what is that
1: game that they had that like
0: tournament of? Oh, hey, okay. yeah. Uh, I can get into that super quick. So it's called Karuta. Uh, it is, there are these Japanese poets that are very famous, right? And they created this game around them. So the cards on the things have the second verse of each poem. The person that's saying the things out loud is saying the first verse of the poem. So you're supposed to go... This person is saying the first verse. I recognize that. I know that that connects to the second verse. And then when you hit the card, you're supposed to go like on the thing. Competitive Karuta is a super big thing. You can look it up on YouTube. It's super cool. And there's a whole anime about it called Shihayafuru, which is amazing. And the only reason I haven't gone into it on this channel is because there are a lot of episodes. <laughs> so it'd have to be a fan anime episode. But yeah, that's Karuta. Um, And the fact that they're playing that well as children is really incredible because, like, you have to know, you have to memorize all these different poems, first line and second line, and you have to make sure some people, the professional players, can tell sometimes on the first, like, the person starts voicing the first syllable of the word and they can tell, which is just, it's crazy. But it's a real thing. It's a real thing and it's very cool. So yeah, you can look up Karuta, it's amazing. Um, there's a lot of just very sweaty people swatting cards on the floor, but it's so much cooler than that. So, yeah. You're doing
1: a great job selling me on this.
0: Thank you. I'm here to sell you on sweaty people nailing cards. Andrew, would you recommend this show to our viewers out there?
1: Um, over the age of 18, yes.
0: (laughs) Yes. This is not for your children. Please, please, please. I don't know which camera to say that into. All of them. All of them. All of them. This is not for your children. Please don't show this to your children. There is a lot of violence. There is a lot of gore. There is a lot of really messed up situations.
1: Yeah, like so. As someone who um, like grew up with, again, stuff like Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon as my um, basically exposure to anime, Mm. watching uh, people get dismembered and fingernails ripped out and uh, and um, split. Uh, down the middle of their skull. Uh...
0: That fingernail scene still gets me, and I cannot watch it till this day.
1: There's more than one fingernail scene. There's
0: Yeah, I can't do it. I can't do it. Anyway, it's violent, but will you recommend it to our viewers who are mostly above 18?
1: I would absolutely recommend it.
0: Wonderful. Andrew, thank you so much for being my guest today, but before we go, I'm going to teach him a very fun word in Japanese, and I'll teach you guys too, and then we're going to do a fun example sentence, and you guys can guess along with him. Is he gonna get it right? I really hope so. I made it really easy for him. <laughs> but before we can do all that fun Sophia Sensei stuff, we're gonna take. Welcome back. Thank you guys so much for sticking around. Sophia Sensei here, ready to teach you. Because here at Nerdy Northerners, we don't just like to entertain, we like to educate. And you put them together and you get edutainment. That's mine. You can't steal edutainment. it. Edutainment. Edutainment.
1: Edutainment. You know
0: what? It's my show. It's my show. You're not even on camera right now. Hush! <laughs> sure. Ah, this is what happens. You bring your spouse on the freaking show. Edutainment. Anyways, I am going to show you guys and Andrew a word that pertains to the show that we were just talking about, and he is going to try to guess what it is. So here is our first kanji. Here you go, and it is pronounced "atama," and it means "head." Atama, head. Here you go for your perusal. Our second kanji, and oh boy, I had a struggle drawing this one, you guys. I'm really sorry. This is just going to get worse and worse in quality as we go on. But here we go. This is pronounced hen, and it means unusual. Hen, unusual. And when we put them together, and I do have a little bit of a caveat here because it's not just the both of them together. We are putting a particle ga, which literally doesn't mean anything. It's just particle. So we have atama ga hen, atama ga hen. So Andrew, we have atama head, we have hen, unusual, we have atama ga hen. What do you think that means in the context of Bigger
1: I think that means crazy person.
0: Yay! it's crazy but i'll take it i'll take it i did not give you a difficult one this week because i'm just very thankful you came on the show and i did not want to uh make you struggle so yes this means crazy um so atama is head gahen unusual so if your head is unusual maybe it means you're crazy we do have a fun example sentence it is very basic because once again very grateful you came on the show didn't want to jinx it all right. So our example sentence is "Watashi wa sukoshi atama ga hende." Do I have to say this? No. Okay, good. <laughs> That's me saying it so that you could try to understand it. What do you think that means? Watashi <laughs> sukoshi. Atama ga Why are you... It, think easy. I went really easy with this. I'm slowly going crazy. That's not that far off. I am a little bit crazy. <laughs> but...
1: so, so you should just start saying that around the house all the time.
0: Well, uh, let me tell the people back home what they can use this sentence for. This is a great sentence for when the person that works at the grocery store stops you because you've been talking to yourself for the last 20 minutes. You can just be like, "Watashi wa Sukoshi atama ga and they'll be like, "Cool, she's out of her mind."
1: So, how? What, about, what if we replace "I" with "you"? How would you say that?
0: Uh, "Kimi wa atama ga, oh." Do you want a little bit or just normal? Just normal. Cool. Yeah. "Kimi wa atama ga hendes.
1: So that's what you say to Sophia every time you see
0: her. <laughs> if you want to be really rude, you can say, Omai wa atama ga which you're not going to do because you love me. Although, technically, on oh my, and I've talked about this on the show, can mean uh, that you're very intimately close with a person, and which is why it's considered rude, because uh, you're supposed to be sort of distant and polite. Okay, so
1: so that's what I get to say to you, yes. and then everyone else gets to say the other one.
0: Yes. You, you All of you in the audience have to say kimi, because you like me, and you're nice. Right? Right, audience? I love you. Andrew, thank you so much for coming on. I hope you had a good time. I know this wasn't your number one thing to do, But you stuck it out like a champ. And I think everyone that was watching can say that you did a fantastic
1: job. Well, thank you. It was great to be on here.
0: Yay! Okay, so guys, next week for Anime Chat, it's going to be super fun. We are going to have the lovely enemy, (laughs) Give me two seconds. Anemone?
1: Anemone?
0: I just had that collective moment where I was like, it's over. And then my brain was like, shut up.
1: (laughs) Anemone? Anemone?
0: me, I touched the <laughs> Finding Nemo quotes aside. Next week we have the lovely Emily, and we're going to be talking about Joshi Kose wa It is a fantastic show that proves that high school girls are just as disgusting and stupid as high school boys. I really want people to watch this. It is so so funny. Uh, I love it. Can't wait to talk about it. But until then, you've all been lovely. Thank you so much for tuning in. Stay safe, enjoy anime, and I'll see you next time.